everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday, it's July 19th, it's 2021, and we have 11 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Will, Chief Justice of Six. Will Priester, what's happening, buddy? Nothing much, man. Uh, Ring around the rosy, pocket full of posy. Ashes, ashes, we're back at this thing again on a Monday and uh, we were just together Friday, so back to back, and uh, I'm excited. Should be a fun week. Um, yeah, man. Let's get rolling here. Yeah, it should. Um, listen, no NASCAR for the next couple weekends. I get to focus on a lot of baseball, finishing up the Scott Fishbowl. I mean, just getting in um, – you know, just getting into this, like, all right, here we go, type of thing. So, speaking of Scott that, Fish, I only finished with two quarterbacks. You think I'm dead? I think you're in trouble, bud. Um, <laughs> I, only, I only have three, so like, don't let me like fool you. Um, I, I think it also depends on like what two you end up with. It's just you're gonna have to live on like the waiver wire because you almost have to start two quarterbacks every week in that league. So, um, when you got those bye weeks, hopefully you didn't draft on the same like bye weeks because then you would really uh, be hating life. But I mean, no, no, I, I did not. I uh, man, it just I, it just didn't come together the way I I wanted in the Scott Fish Bowl. You know, I yeah, uh, I, I tried to pick up a couple guys late, but it, it'll be okay. I'm not sweating it. I've got a whole lot of wide receivers. I will say that. I can't I, tell I, you who I want for my last pick because I don't know if anybody listens to the podcast or not. He's still available. So um, I'm we're down to my – like I'm the last pick of the draft in my division. So I had 12th yeah. pick. So I ended up with Trey Lance, Ben Roethlisberger, and Matt Ryan as my quarterbacks. And not Trey Lance and Matt Ryan have the same bye week. So – I'm one of those other guys that's going to be hunting that waiver wire for anything remote as a quarterback. Um, well, you know, we'll see. Well, well, let's say this. I know. We, I promise, guys, there will be some no's in this show. Uh, in terms of quarterbacks, I've got Sam Darnold, and I have Deshaun Watson. You're um, <laughs> quarterbacks are very important in this league, Will. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I listen, listen, there's some strategy here. I promise. I, I, I promise there's some strategy here. And uh, I uh, hold on a second. I, I think in the end, I think I think we'll be OK. I, I promise things are going to work out fine. I will say this. I got some really good wide receivers that I think are going to have some good seasons that people may not have been thinking about. Like, I ended up with John Brown really late. He was a guy I was kind of, like, watching, you know, went, went to Las Vegas. I think he's the guy who can have a good season. Anyway, I got a lot of wide receivers. Let's let's just say that. I think I'll be able to do some bartering before this thing is all over with, Stevie. I think I'll pick up another QB. All right. Well, let's get into this. Um, I hate to tell Will, but I'm going to tell him there's not any trades allowed in the Scott Fishbowl, so we won't, we won't tell him that um, – but um, we're moving on to baseball. We have a nice 11-game slate here. Um, the this, this slate seems, like you said, um, pitching kind of all over the place. Um, some really big favorites. And, I mean, when we're looking at the slate overall, it's not like we have, like, two or three studs. We have a couple of good pitchers. Um, so 
Let's uh let's talk about this slate. We start with Miami at Washington. No total in this game because there's like multiple reported pitchers for Miami. Um, I've seen Niedert and I've seen Rogers. We're gonna go with Niedert um, for the sake of the podcast, and then John Lester. Do you have any interest here in Niedert? No. Yeah, even at 4K, just not gonna throw enough pitches. Um, I think overall. You know, if it was Rodgers, ton of interest, ton of interest in Rodgers here. Better even even Rodgers, he's not like a big time strikeout guy, so that's always like a big concern. So, um, any interest here in John Lester on the other side of this game? Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the one of my favorite teams on the slate is Miami, and you know that's always so much fun. But John Lester, four twenty five Woba, two forty two ISO. 11.8% strikeout rate and a 36% hard hit rate against right-handed hitters this season. And I mean, there's enough righties in this lineup. You got Marte, you got Cooper, Duvall, Rojas, Alfaro. Um, I know I'm missing somebody. Aguilar. Um, so I have a ton of interest in the Mar- Marlins bats. And I mean, outside of like Duvall and Marte, all these guys are like ridiculously cheap. So, I mean, secondary stack however you want to attack the marlins here i think they're they're very in play yeah for sure i'm with you 100 that's where i am uh adam duvall is going to be one of my favorite plays on the slate like period so i'm very interested in miami um i don't think we have to sell you on them against john lester this is a good spot for them uh it's reflected in their their current team total at least as we open here uh i've got miami as a one minus 120 favorite i mean it's it's a good spot for the marlins for sure um, any interest here in the Washington bats? Um, I think I will have some interest. You know, uh, Josh Bell at 4,300 is still really, really affordable, I think. Um, and then, you know, you've got these cheaper bats down at the bottom here, Harrison, possibly Mercer, possibly Victor Robles if he's back. I mean, if he's in the lineup, excuse me. So I, I, I j- just a couple of these secondary guys, nothing crazy. I do want to kind of make sure we've got an official – read on the pitching but overall um you know I, I don't mind those guys yeah i mean overall like you said i, I don't think like neither is someone that we're like uber concerned with um like going out and blowing the ball by anybody it's a low strikeout rate really high walk rate so like you're always looking for pitchers that doesn't have a big strikeout rate that walks a lot of people that gives up a lot of fly balls and that's exactly what neither does so I mean, looking at guys like Soto and Turner, obviously they're they're top end plays. You can get Bell, even like a guy like Escobar at three point four k. I mean, he's not a big home run guy, but he's going to get on base. There's going to be opportunities here for him in a game with a you know pretty high total. So, yeah, I mean, I don't hate either one of these offenses. I think that they're good secondary stacks. I don't think I want to like full man stack these teams because we're going to get into some spots. Like even the next game we're going to talk about, um, we're going to get into some spots today that are just fantastic hitting spots. And let's move on to one of those games. We got Boston at Toronto. It's a 10 and a half total. Toronto's a 126 favorite. We got Nick Pavetta against Ross Stripling. Any interest here in Nick Pavetta? think it's going to be a pass Stevie uh, I don't I don't think I need him today against a potent offense like Toronto uh gonna to let him sit on the shelf yeah I mean Pavetta is not a terrible pitcher but he is a guy that gives up a lot of hard contact and a lot of fly balls good strikeout stuff command can be very iffy at times I watch him pitch a lot 
Um, so facing an offense like this with so much power, I mean, that we have a 10.5 total in this game for a reason. And then Ross Stripling on the other side, good strikeout stuff, really high fly ball rate, really high hard contact rate to both sides of the plate. I mean, you're likely going to get four to six strikeouts from both of these pitchers, but they might give up one to three home runs each. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's the name of the game here in this game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ball should be flying everywhere. Um, I, I think the weather's probably going to be on our side. So I, I, I like this spot. All right, let's talk bats. Um, what's standing out to you for the Red Sox? Yeah, main thing, man, you know, we're talking about guys that we think are going to send it out of the park. You know, I think Rafael Devers is going to fit the bill. J.D. Martinez is going to fit the bill. And uh, even even the guy leading off like Enrique Hernandez has got a little bit of pop along with Hunter Renfro. Uh, no secret there. These are guys we like. And then, you know, man, cheap catcher alert. I mean, Christian Vasquez, man. I just need to order Christian Vasquez jersey. I keep saying it. He's a guy I always like to get in that catcher, especially if I'm stacking Boston. So, um, you know, this is a team I think we can stack up. You know, not leaving out Verdugo. He's a guy that, you know, isn't going to strike out much. He's going to get on base, so forth and so on. But, you know, we want the ball out of the park today. And so J.D., Devers, and then I think Renfro and uh, Kiki, I think those are big-time bats for us. All right. Um, I'm with you. I think really any of these Red Sox that you want to play, I think are very, very strong plays. You know, obviously Devers, Bogarts, J.D., probably my three favorites. Verdugo and Kiki price-wise, if Renfro's in there, he's a big-time power bat. You talked about the cheap catcher playing Vasquez. So really like the Red Sox, and I really like the Toronto side. Um, I, I think Toronto's one of the top, if not the top, stack on the slate. They have a ton of upside in this spot against Pavetta, who gives up a lot of home runs. So, I mean, all the big-time Toronto bats are very much in play. We've seen – I think it already happened once this season. Like, Pavetta gave up three or four home runs to Toronto in one start. So, um, this is a great spot to target some of these Toronto bets. Yeah, man, for sure. And, I mean, when, you, when you're looking at Toronto, I mean, Stevie, this offense is just fantastic. I mean, you look at what they did with some of the moves they made. Didn't – did not give up on some of their younger talent like T. Oscar and, you know, getting Randall Gritchick from St. Louis – uh, I think that was, what, three, four years ago now? Like, this team is – I mean, it, they're humming along, man. I mean, picking up George Springer. Bottom line, stack Toronto against Nick Pavetta. All right, we're moving on. We got the Mets and the Reds. Nine and a half total here. Cincinnati a slight favorite. We got Eikhoff against Gutierrez. Um, any interest here in Jared Eikhoff? No. Yeah, I mean, we really – can't really expect him to go to more than like 75 pitches here. Pretty sure this would have been like DeGrom's spot and he got put on the IL. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we, we're not really expecting much here from Jared Eikhoff. And I mean, I know he's 5K, but this is a major ballpark downgrade um, going into Cincinnati from City Field. Gutierrez on the other side, he's 7,400. He's had a few good games this season. But, I mean, the Mets are getting healthy, and they're not a huge strikeout team. So, I promise there's going to be some pitchers I like on this slate. But, again, another game that I just don't like. Yeah, man, same here. Uh, I, I'm not using any pitchers from this game. 
and I don't hate Gutierrez for what it's worth. Like I think there there are some spots where you will be able to play him. I'm not doing it today. Let's talk bats. Um, I mean, on the Mets side of things, Pete Alonso is expensive. McNeil is kind of expensive. JD Davis is kind of expensive. Nimmo is right in that like kind of sweet spot um, as far as price. Conforto, I know he's having a rough season, but I mean he's 3,400, um, and you know he looked a little bit better here since the All Star break. What are your thoughts on the Mets bats? Yeah, man. If I'm playing the Mets, I'm starting with Michael Conforto at 3,400. I think it's just a matter of time, Stevie, before we see one fly fly over the over the fence and out of the ballpark. So he's a guy I think we just pod commit to, Stevie. Uh, they're not facing an elite pitcher. Just plug them in if you want to stack the Mets. Um, Dom Smith, same thing, 4,300. Um, Brandon Nemo at leading off. You know, I, I think he's in a good spot. And I think at these prices, you can especially being able to get uh, McCann, not McCann, Conforto in, excuse me, I think that affords us the opportunity to be able to get in a Pete Alonso at first base. So uh, I like the Mets here in this spot. Uh, this is one of my favorite games on the slate. Yeah, I mean, um, on the Cincinnati side, you know, I definitely don't mind Cincinnati. I think you're going to get Eikhoff for a little bit here, and you're going to get a lot of the bullpen. Really want to see Castellanos back in the lineup. I think that will be, you know, a big-time bump for this lineup. And, I mean, we didn't really mention it on the Mets side, but if Lindor is not back in this one, then, I mean – I mean, he won't be back because he just went on the aisle. Yeah, he's but... on the tender. Yeah, yeah, he's not coming So, back. like, you're going to potentially get a, a good lineup spot maybe for one of these cheaper Mets bats, so that's always a good thing as well. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I think the Reds very much in play here. Um, Nick Castellanos would be my favorite. Price-wise, Winker's probably my favorite at 4200 He's just a little too cheap for this matchup. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a guy we've seen well over 5 k for in certain spots this season. I do think Jonathan India is in play as well, Steve. He's proven to be you want one of these guys that's going to get on base, uh, can can swipe a bag as well, and then even outside of that, if guys are if they're batting around, he's typically driving in runs. So I, I really like India here. Um, you know, Tyler Naquin's twenty five hundred. That's fantastic. I mean, I think we've got some some uh, some really good value with the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, also one of my favorite teams on the slate. Can't wait until Mustakas gets back and gets completely healthy and comes back to this team whenever that is. I mean, it's going to be a potent lineup. So I, I, I like the Reds here. Uh, once again, one of my favorite games on the slate. Yeah, Tyler Nyquin was one of the hottest hitters in baseball to start the season. Um, maybe the break helped him, and like we're going to see him find that swing. Good matchup for him. And, um, I mean, he's just, like you said, way too cheap. We're moving on. We got Baltimore at Tampa. Nine total in this game. Tampa is a minus two fifteen favorite. Um, Spencer Watkins against Ryan Yarbrough. Any interest here in Watkins? Uh, I'm gonna be honest, Steve. I had slight interest. I just I wish he could get fifteen fantasy points. I'm not saying it's not possible. Because his pitch count has come up, like 89 and 83 the past two games. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to do it. I think, I think I've got some pitches that I like because everybody's kind of all over the place today. But I am considering it with, on this slate. I, I'm just being honest. I am considering it. 
My problem is like he's been running very, very good. Um, yeah. He has a 214 BABIP. His Sierra is 6.2 compared to his 1.7 ERA. He's been getting very, very lucky. And I mean, Tampa's a big strikeout team, and this guy doesn't have a bunch of strikeout stuff. So I actually kind of like the Tampa Bats here. If this game was in Baltimore, Tampa would be like a top stack for me on this slate. So, I mean, I get your reasoning. 100% understand your reasoning, especially when you start like looking down in that like range and you're like, man, there's not a lot of options um, in this range today. So I get what you're saying. It's just, you, I feel like you have to be a strikeout guy to beat Tampa and they're just going to contact this guy to death and maybe Babbitt's on his side again and he pays off 5,400. But I mean, he was 4K the last couple starts. It was a lot easier to kind of pull that trigger. Uh, Ryan Yarbrough on the other side of this game, you know, talking about like pitch count and stuff like that. You know, we're, we started to see like Ryan Yarbrough get the pitch count up um, right before the all-star break. And like, they were actually letting him start games instead of like this long relief role when he's in the starter role he gets the pitches when he's in that long relief role he gets like 60 to 70 pitches so i think the fact that like he's expected to start this game i mean slight interest here a lot of strikeouts in this baltimore lineup against left-handed pitching what's your thoughts on yarborough yeah i mean i think because of the slate it kind of dictates us having some interest at 8600 um, you know, especially since we're probably essentially don't want to play stripling. I don't really want to play Gonsling, even though the pitches have come up. I still, I, I don't want to play them against San Francisco. I don't think it's worth the risk. Um, you know, and it's just, it's just a wasteland at pitcher. The further we go down, I think Yarbrough is probably in consideration just for his verge, some version of safety. Uh, you know, 15 to 20 fantasy points. I, I think he can get that in this spot. So uh, I think that's why he's in play, but I, I'm not excited about it. No one's excited about it, Will. Um, <laughs> he's 8,600. On the Baltimore side, anything stand out to you bats-wise here? Well, I mean, you know, when I'm looking at Baltimore, I look at these righties. You know, Trey Mancini's 49, not bad. Austin Hayes, though, 2,500. Mount Castle, 35. Santander, I mean, he's striking out a lot this season, but 2K, Stevie. These are kind of some one-off plays, especially in the outfield where I can get Santander at 2K. That can really open it up for me to stack one of my bigger teams and still get the pitching that I, that I desire. So he's, uh, you know, those, those handful of guys, they are on my list. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think – Mancini's price is very fair against the left-handed pitcher. Um, you know, so he's there. Mount Castle should be back in the lineup here at 3,500. And then Hayes is 2,500. Severino is 2,600. These would be the guys that I'd be looking at. I don't know if I'd stack Baltimore. I could see maybe using them as like a one-off or maybe even like a two-man. Um, on the Tampa side, again, like if this game was in – in Baltimore, I would love Tampa here. Um, I still think, like I said, I think there's been a lot of luck on the side of Watkins. So, I mean, the pricing on Tampa is what is just like the scariest part for playing them at home. But, I mean, I think this is a good spot. Stevie, so first of all, what is up with the pricing on Tampa today? Let me explain. Joey Wendell is 5100 Austin Meadows is 4,600. Brandon, Brandon Lau 
is 4,500. Wander Franco is 5,300 and G-Man Choi is 4,800. Am I missing something here with a $5,100 Joey window? I don't get it. Uh, very, very weird pricing. Um, at any rate, I do understand the Tampa love. I, I like these lefty bats for sure. Um, and I'm with you. I, I, I still like Watkins. And I think Watkins is just a price play. And let's hope he doesn't get blown up today. But clearly, I think the better side of this game is the Tampa Bats. Uh, moving on, we got Texas at Detroit. Kyle Gibson, Casey um, Mize, eight and a half total pick him game. Little concerned about like it being a pick em game as far as like Mize is concerned. They were really limiting his pitches um, before the break. Let's start with Kyle Gibson, though. This is a good matchup going up against Detroit. He's 9K. I mean, this is a slate that, like, paying up for, like, these good pitchers at upper-tier prices seems like what we're going to end up doing a lot. Um, I mean, he just pitched against this team and struggled. Detroit was doing really good um, over the last month or so. Any interest here in Gibson? I do, Steve. Yeah, I think Gibson's going to carry some ownership today against Detroit. I really do. Uh, at 9K, and you, you know, you look at the pool of pitching and you say, man, uh, not great. I, so I, I'm interested in Gibson at 9K against Detroit. I know he gave up, I think it was, what, five runs in that game. But even outside of that, if you look at him, I mean, he's had seven Ks and 98 pitches, uh, five hits, two walks. No, eight hits, excuse me, two walks. I, I'm just not going to buy the fact that this happens twice in a row. Uh, Gibson's at the top of my list. Top three for me today on this slate for pitching. Oh, man. So if you look at, like, the last 30 days, and I hate small sample size just like the rest of everybody else, but, I mean, if you look at the last 30 days for Detroit, they're just not striking out like they were at the beginning of the season. And I think that is like my biggest concern with Kyle Gibson, Kyle Gibson, a few years ago, really, really strong strikeout pitcher. Kyle Gibson this year, about a 22, 23% strikeout pitcher, much better against righties than lefties. Um, I think, well, like I hate using the cop out of, I want to look at his ownership, but like, that's how I honestly feel. I, I want to look at Kyle Gibson's ownership. If he's going to be popular, there's other guys that I think I could take shots on Yarbrough, Tani, um, like maybe even, you know, Gaussman against the Dodgers. So like, I, I feel like there's other options, but I think Gibson is strong. I, I think he's a strong play. And I'm just, like I said, I'm going to kind of look at the ownership and, you know, make a kind of, final decision i'm on grinders live today as well so like by that time i'll definitely have like final thoughts on kyle gibson uh casey mize i mean if we knew he was gonna get 100 pitches i would love him in this spot i just have no idea what to expect pitch count wise yeah i'm with you on casey mize um there was news before the all-star break stevie that they were going to continue to limit him. What I will commit to for our listeners, I'm going to find this information. And then when the podcast rolls out, I will attach it to the pod in, in, in form of a, a, a quote retweet. If I can get uh, the link where I, where I discovered the info, but that's, 
I'm going to continue down that road. Looks like they gave him 50 and I think 56 respectively or somewhere around there. So my anticipation is that they're going to keep him in that range. Um, but if I find anything that suggests that the pitch count is going back up temporarily, I mean, he's like, he's going to skyrocket to the top of my list in terms of the price. So AJ Hinch, there's an article. I found it while you were talking. Um, you and I had talked about this pre-show and um, I had started looking for it before the show, but I mean, I found it. It's like AJ Hinch saying that he's on pace for 176 innings and they want him to be in like the 120 to 140 range. So I think, um, I think that's definitely going to be something that we see uh, the Tigers do down the stretch here is limit his innings. It doesn't sound like they're limiting his pitches or, limiting you know if he's pitching well or pitching bad they're limiting his innings so if he's only going to get like say he only gets four innings i mean even if he maxes out at five innings like i just i think his upside is like gone love the price point but if he goes out and he throws like three like stellar innings and like they're just like all right well that's your three innings today i mean there's nothing you could do about that and I'd rather roll the dice on some of these other guys and just hope it works out before I do that. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And ironically, I appreciate you find that article, Stevie, but um, not a but, but if, if they're going to limit his innings, then we're, we're not going to get much of them. I mean, if he goes four innings, I'm, I'm thinking what he's probably 60 pitches max, you know, in my book. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily even going to be like something we have to worry about, like pitch count wise. I think the thing that we're worried about, like the most here, is just <laughs> we think he gets four innings. I think four yeah. is where he's at. Yeah, and I think I even think like four might be stretching it if he's not pitching well too. So you never know. Yeah. All right, um, Texas Bats. I mean, I don't love them against Mize, but, I mean, you're going to get a lot of the Detroit bullpen in this spot. And right before the All-Star break, Joey Gallo was one of the hottest hitters in baseball. He's priced like it is the only big thing. Don't love the Texas stack, but I don't mind maybe looking at a couple of these bats here as far as Texas is concerned. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you. I, I will say this. I, I like Gallo at 5,500. I don't, I don't mind David Dahl at 2,400 and I don't hate Nate, Nate Lowe at 4,500. So I, I think I am all about a little bit of mini, mini three man Texas stack today. Um, and then, you know, Hey, maybe you end up with a four man with Brock Holt, who knows, or, or a Dallas or something like that. Um, I am expecting us to see, you know, bullpen for about uh, five innings uh, and they are going to get their full allotment of that bat. So, I don't hate Texas here. Yeah, I mean, again, like, just I don't know if I fully stacked them, but like, if you are only going to get three innings of Mize and you're going to get like some bullpen, um, it's hard not to have like some slight interest in this spot. Uh, and then as far as like the Texas or the Detroit bats go, I mean, I know they're doing better, but the guys like you want to play Jonathan Scope, but I mean, he's fifty four hundred. Um, I mean, I'm probably not going to end up on Detroit here. Yep, me either. All right, we got San Diego at Atlanta. You Darvish, Kyle Moeller, no total in this game because I mean, you Darvish is coming off of 
the IL. Um, I mean, listen, I think he's 100%. I think it was just more being on the safe side with Darvish right before the All-Star break. Um, and then, yeah, we got Muller. What are your thoughts here on Darvish, 9,200, going up against Atlanta? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's at the top of my list, man. Uh, I know I keep talking about it. I hate uh, I hate we lost to Cunha, but Jock Jams is in the building, Stevie. And uh, we're at home, and uh, as long as we continue to play at home a little bit, he's going to have some opportunities to dial up some home runs in this lineup. Uh, so, yeah, but I still I, I don't hate Darvish. He's a good pitcher, 9,200. Clearly, I play him over um, uh, Gibson here, and and that's absolutely what I would do. Uh, he's probably um, number one on my list today for the price. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh man, Darvis, Darvis, Darvis. The Atlanta lineup, like uh, Ronald Acuna being out of the lineup, is a huge hit. It's a huge hit. If anyone tells you that that that's not true, they're wrong. Um, and I'm just being 100% honest. It, it like it takes protection away, and it makes I mean pitching around Freeman a little bit easier, in my opinion. Um, I mean Darvish is a great pitcher. He's been, he's a fantastic pitcher. He can pitch well in any matchup. I I'm probably gonna pass. But if he's going to be lower owned, I have a ton of interest. Like if Gibson's going to be popular and Darvish is not going to be popular, that's instantly what I would look at. Um, so any interest here in Mueller on the other side? Um, I, I don't think I want to do it just because I, I, I think this, this lineup is potent enough. Um, so I, I think I'm going to pass. If this was – if he was pitching against Detroit or maybe pitching against – Tampa Bay, you know, something like that, I may consider it, but I'm going to avoid him against San Diego here. I mean, it's a lefty. Um, and, I mean, he, he is – he's got some talent. It's just – I mean, the biggest concern with me when it comes to him is San Diego's a really, really good offense. And, yeah, like you're lefty facing Tatis and Machado. Um, San Diego bats. I mean, that's, I think that's where you kind of start. You start with Tatis Machado. You got fam there. You got Myers. Um, some of these cheaper bats. What are your thoughts on San Diego? Yeah, man. I mean, fam, you talked about it. Um, Myers Caratini at 2,200 today. My goodness. Uh, I, I like this team. Uh, I don't mind Eric Hosmer lefty lefty. I don't mind Trent Grisham lefty lefty. Uh, I think you stack San Diego today on the Atlanta side of things. I mean, I don't want to go out of my way to play Atlanta bats against Darvish on an 11 game slate. I mean, if they're going to be low owned, maybe you take a few shots as like one-offs, maybe like a Jock Peterson or a Freddie Freeman um, type, but like how many times do you really end up on like a one-off Freddie Freeman? I do want to say really quick before we move on, we have to pat ourselves on the back for our Austin Riley call on Friday. Um, yeah, yes. we're just gonna. We're, we don't always get things right, but man, we got that one right. Um, yes, we did. This is one of the games you got to worry about weather too. We'll have to see. I mean, it's Atlanta. Any, any summer day, you're worried about weather in Atlanta. So, all right, we got Cleveland at Houston. 
Nine total in this one. Houston's a 225 favorite. Uh, JC Mahia against Zach Granke. Um, any interest here in JC Mahia? Mahia? No, uh, no interest. And let, me, and let me clear this up too, Stevie. I know Houston looks like they're probably the worst team in baseball right now because they're just striking out at such a large clip here recently. I think the past three matchups they've had Rodon. Uh, they had um, what's his face before that? I think they had Dylan Cease, and I think before that they had Frankie Montas. And I mean, they just got destroyed. I, I'm not buying it. They're gonna they're gonna turn this thing back around. They're not gonna continue to strike out. Everybody goes through it, so don't be fooled. I said all that to say no. I'm not playing John Carlos Mejia. I'm just I'm not doing it. Granky, huge favorite here. Um, I mean, should pitch with the lead, could, you know, pick up the win. <sighs> with with the limiting, limiting, like, really strong arms on this slate, I think Granky's okay. I mean, but what, like, what is Granky ceiling nowadays? Like, he's not, like, someone that's going to go out and put up like a 30 point game. He does it maybe two or three times a year. Um, I mean, I don't love Granky, but I'm not like sitting over here, like I'm going to talk bad about him. Yeah. He's just kind of blah. And I, I will say this. I'm not expecting Granky to get negative points today. I think 15 to 20 is reasonable. He probably finishes out maybe around 16. So um, because he will face a fair amount of lefties in this lineup. So I don't hate it. And I mean, and, and now that I'm looking, I'm looking at his average fantasy points per game is 15 and a half. But I wouldn't play him over Kyle Gibson today. And I also wouldn't pair him with Kyle Gibson. I just dropped down to Otani. So I don't, I don't think I'm going to play Zach Greeky. I don't think I'm going to play him. Yeah, I mean, again, like, I think the biggest concern is just, like, overall ceiling for him more than anything else. Um, Bats in this game. Cleveland Bats. I mean, you can always play Jose Ramirez, and I think you can always play, like, Framil Reyes. I like to target, like, power righties against Granky. Uh, you know, that's just kind of been, like, the M.O. for Granky for years now is, like, power righties he kind of struggles a lot harder high, higher hard contact rate more power to the right side so man i, I kind of think framel reyes is like an excellent like one-off play in this spot yeah man i'm with you you took the words right out of my mouth Mill ultimate one-off play today um so i am in i will say this stevie another cheap catcher alert roberto perez he's on my list today uh, against grinky as well so I, I i like that like that call Houston bats. I mean, Houston definitely in play here. They should have no problems putting the bats in the ball in this spot. What are your thoughts on them? So first of all, we keep giving my boy, Michael Brantley. He's now been priced down to 3,500 Stevie. I mean, you already know, just put him in your lineups and that makes this whole thing work. Jordan 56, Kyle Tucker, 42 Toro 36. I'm excited. Uh, I'm not pointing out the big bats on purpose because you know, those are the guys to play, but don't, don't build a Houston stack without, without Michael Brantley at 3,500 today. Just don't do it. 
All right, we got the Cubs and the Cardinals in this one. It's a nine total. It's pick them game pretty much. Uh, Alec Mills against Wood Woodford, uh, Jake Woodford. Um, any interest here in Alec Mills? No, I'm not. I'm not playing Alec Mills. I mean, I don't. Just no, Stevie. Yeah, I mean, I just, know he's had two good games. But yeah, I, just, I, I can't do it. Yeah, I mean, even like when we're looking at Jake Woodruff on the other side of this game, the Chicago Cubs have been like this, like big time, like struggling offense. And like my biggest concern with him is just where is he going? Like pitch count wise, where are they going to let him go? He got sent back down to get stretched back out. He's going to be making his second start here. I don't know what to expect pitch count wise. I think when you look at it overall in this spot, when we're looking at pitchers under 6K, I mean, he might be the best option. And like, I also think he's probably the riskiest option. So, I mean, I will give you that. uh, Like, do I want to play him? No, he's not a big strikeout guy. He struggles with command. He really does not deserve, like he's not ready to be at the major league level. Like, and like he hasn't even been great in triple a in the little bit of time that he's been in triple a. Um, I mean, this is a 24 year old prospect that has been playing in the minors since 2015 or 2016. I don't want to play him. I want to pay up a pitcher as much as possible today, but if I was going to be in this range, I would probably click his name, I guess. Don't feel great about it. <sighs> yeah. And I don't feel great. I'm not playing him. <laughs> um, Bats in this one. It's so hard to like the Cubs at this point. It really is. This guy is not a big strikeout guy. I mean, I think the the juiciest thing here about the Cubs is like Rizzo's price makes them super intriguing. Yeah, I don't mind Rizzo at 37. You know, Stevie, I've said the same thing on this podcast for weeks. Play Chris Bryant, take your one-off home run, and hope everybody else decides to play that day. And... um, realistically Jason Hayward at 2700 I think he's a good play if you stack this team perhaps Ian Happ gets to start at 3200 I just Jake Woodford's not a great pitcher and he's not going to be out there a long time so I think you can stack the Cubs today Stevie it's just painful to say it's very painful, but I think they're in play. I mean, the pricing makes them very playable. <laughs> like, especially when you're wanting to like pay up for pitching on this slate, the fact that you can go like Rizzo, Wisdom, Bryant, Baez, and like have plenty of like money for pitching on this slate is like super intriguing. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, overall, um, I, I don't want to stack the Cubs, but I think. I just want to make that clear. I do not want to stack the Cubs. But you know how this goes, Stevie. They keep hitting in good spots, and I'm a believer in just keep taking them in good spots and don't let your personal bias get involved. And so I'm pushing that to the side, and I'm saying the Cubs are in play today. 
They always play the Cardinals hard too, so it's always fun. Um, as far as the Cardinals bats are concerned, I mean, like Alec Mills is not a bad pitcher by any means. He's not like a, a lights out type of pitcher. What are your thoughts um, when it comes to the Cardinals here? I, mean, I, I don't hate the Cardinals. They're just, they just—they just seem to be a weird team right now. And um, I mean, Dylan Carlson is thirty-three hundred, and that's going to make the rest of the stack work. Tyler O'Neill thirty-nine, Yadi thirty-seven, DeYoung thirty-seven. I mean, they're kind of like the Cubs. I, I don't really like them, but I think they're in play today as well. Uh, I don't feel like we need to do a, a you know a stack of both teams together or anything like that. But individually, I think these two teams are okay. Yeah, I mean, I have more interest in playing Alec Mills than I do in playing the Cardinals. I, I can go with that. Like, I can. I, can I, I mean, that. just. The, the more I think about Alec Mills, the more I'm like, all right, maybe I should take a shot on him. Like, he's a big-time ground ball guy. He gets strikeouts. He doesn't walk people. And he's under 7K, and under 7K kind of stinks. So, honestly, Will, the more I think about Alec Mills, the more I'm like, maybe I should be taking shots on him here. Like, who do you feel comfortable with, like, under 8K? Nobody. And, like, at least this guy's going to generate ground balls. He's going to strike people out. And maybe he only gives up a couple runs and puts up 15 to 20 points. That might be enough at 6,700. So, I don't know. I think I have more interest in Alec Mills than I do in the Cardinals after, like, really thinking it through. And, I mean, it's like his average fantasy points and stuff are down because he started the season kind of working a little bit out of the bullpen. But ever since, like, he moved into a starter role, I mean, he's been decent, so I don't know. Uh, a little bit more interest in Alec Mills than originally had thought. Uh, moving on, we got Pittsburgh at Arizona, nine total. Arizona, a slight favorite. Uh, DeYoung against Smith. Any interest here in Chase DeYoung? No. No, that's an easy pass for me. Um, Caleb Smith on the other side of this game. This guy is – he is so hard um, to kind of figure out because you look at Caleb Smith and, like, he has these, like, super brilliant games every once in a while. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Caleb Smith? I mean, it's Pittsburgh, but I, I still don't trust him. I, I think I'm more interested in stacking Pittsburgh and Caleb Smith. Uh, man, if we could get Miami Caleb Smith from, you know, what, two years ago when he was seemingly pitching really well, man, he'd be in play at 6,600. But this is Arizona Caleb Smith, and he's all over the place. And so I'm, I'm just going to pass. Uh, well, this is another guy that I, I really don't hate. Um, the Pirates <laughs> – Pirates it. are a team that like they strike out enough against left-handed pitching that I, I think Caleb Smith is another one of those guys that could get like 18. And I think 18 is enough at this price today. Um, Pirates bats, anything? Yeah. Like I said, I, I like the Pirates bats today. Uh, Brian Hayes, Brian Reynolds, Jacob Stallings at catcher. I, I think they're in play. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're not playing Caleb Smith, Reynolds, Stallings, like you mentioned, um, like they're not bad options by any means. Um, Reynolds at 3,900, Stallings at 3,500. On the Arizona side of things, I mean, these are these are some cheaper bats that you could potentially look at, you know, to fill some gaps. Um, you got Peralta, you got Smith, um, Van Meter is super cheap. Walker is cheap. Um, Josh Reddick is cheap. So I think Arizona is like not a stackable team, but like if you need a cheap like fill in in those positions, they're not bad options. Yeah, for sure. I. <sighs> I actually think I like both sides of this game, which is crazy. I think I do. Fair enough, buddy. Fair enough. It's okay. Nothing wrong with that. We move on. We got the Angels and the Athletics. It is a eight and a half total. Angels, Angels are a slight favor. We got Otani against Irvin. Any interest here in Otani? Oh, plenty. I, I have plenty of interest in Otani today. Uh, I don't care about some of his meltdowns this season. I just have to go with the upside. And, uh, I mean, we know he's got 20, 20 to 30-point upside. I'm, I'm siding with Otani. He's in my top three today. Uh, Darvish, Gibson, Otani, those are my top three in no particular order. Um, high on my list today. High on my list. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I think he's very playable. You know, when we're looking at like top end pitchers, he's a guy with the big strikeout rate. Command is always the biggest issue um, with Otani. Leaves some pitches over the middle of the plate sometimes. Um, you never like to see that. But with the options that we have on this slate, I definitely think he's playable. Um, Cole Irvin on the other side of this game. It's a lefty going up against the Angels. Any interest in him? I mean, at 7,800, I think he's probably the guy that we may trust in the 7K range, feels like. Um, but I, st- I still don't like I- – I'd probably play Alec Mills over him. So I don't think I'm going to end up with any Urban. Yeah, I mean – just, I mean, D- David Fletcher might be a 10-12 pitch at bat right out of the gate. It's crazy. The thing is, this lineup is just not good. Like, I know. It, it's not. And, and, like, Cole Urban's not, like, a guy that you get, like, super excited about. But this dude throws strikes, and he doesn't walk people. <sighs> I think he's playable. I don't love it. I, I really don't. Like, but, I mean – the best right-handed hitter in this lineup is Trout. The second best hitter in this lineup is Rendon. Um, and like, they're just not in the lineup right now. Like, and like Anthony Rendon suffered a setback the other day. So he's like even further away from not being there. So, I mean, Jared Walsh is lefty lefty. I'm assuming they let Otani hit lefty lefty and Otani's good just, but it doesn't matter. I think like the one guy you're like worried about outside of like Otani is like Stassi and like Otani and Stassi strike out at such high clips too that like I mean I wouldn't be shocked if Irvin has a solid game here. I mean I get it. I just I guess what I'm looking at is 
who's going to give him problems? I think Fletcher's going to give him problems. I think Iglesias is going to give him problems. And I'm not worried about them hitting home runs. I'm saying that's like 20 pitches between both of those guys. Like one of these guys is going to just light him up for a, a real, one of those really long at-bats. And then he's got to face one of these guys. I, I don't know. I just at, at 7,800, like I said, I do think he's the best 7K option. But I'm just I'm so uninspired. Just very uninspired. Um, yeah, just, I don't really have a ton of interest in bats in this game. Um, I mean, nope, on the Angels side, of Stassi would be the only guy that I have somewhat interest in. And then on the Oakland side, Otani is a guy you can target like power one-offs against Chapman, Olsen, Kana. But they're so expensive that, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't play those guys. Um, I do think... So Sean Murphy's kind of a guy that I've been like kind of leaning into a catcher. He's 4,200 now. I, I just think we avoid both teams altogether from a stack perspective. And I still don't want to play Cole Irving, but I do love Otani. All right. We finished it out with San Francisco at LA taking on the Dodgers. Um, Kevin Gaussman against Tony Gonzalez. And Gaussman had a family emergency the other day. He's expected to be activated and work his normal workload. Mookie Betts is expected back in the lineup for this game, and Corey Seager is close. He won't be back for this game, but he's getting close. Um, any interest here in Kevin Gaussman? Yeah, man. Uh, so, so here's the deal. How afraid are you of the Dodgers is the question. That's the only question we have because clearly Gaussman is the guy on this slate. If we want to just say, hey, Gaussman's the best pitcher, let's roll with it. I think we roll with it. This is, I think he's the guy, Stevie. I think he's the the D play. I don't have him ahead of uh, of um, you, Darvish, because of the price. And I do feel like Atlanta's lineup is a little bit more watered down than than the Dodgers. But I think you know Kevin Gausman is in my top four, and uh, he's probably number four just because I like some of these other guys' matchups, but. Uh, even still, Gals, I would have Gausman today in my pool. Absolutely. Uh, the Like I said, the question is, how afraid are you of the Dodgers considering Gausman's K rates this season? I think ceiling and upside-wise, he probably has one of the highest ceilings on the slate. We talked about, like, who on this slate can go over 30. Well, Gausman can. Darvish can maybe Gibson, but outside of that, like, I don't, I don't think any of the other guys can really get there. I really don't see Granky. I mean, maybe, like I said, maybe two or three times a year. I don't think Cleveland's that matchup. Otani, maybe, but I think Gaussman is just someone that by default, by default of the slate, we have to look at Kevin Gaussman in the spots. Um, and then, like, on the other side, like, Gonzalez is not someone we're playing here. Um, pitch count is starting to get up, but the Giants are a very good lineup, and we still are – like, his pitch count to me is still very iffy. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Uh, I'm not playing Tony Gonsolin here. Um, 
I will say this. If he was 7K, I would possibly consider it now that I've seen him get in the 80s consecutively. At 8,200, it's just I'm not doing it. All right. Bats in this game. I mean, anything standing out to you here for San Francisco? I do think you can pay up to be different with Brandon Crawford. The guy's been fantastic this season. Um, I, I like him at shortstop today. Uh, I like Yaz as well. Um, and then, you know, th- that's probably about as far as I want to go. But I do see value in paying up for Brandon Crawford at shortstop today at 52. I know he's overpriced, but it, that's going to make you very different in tournaments. Uh, man, I, I like the price on Yaz. Like Crawford and Yaz, Yaz is 4,700. Those would be the two guys that I'd be looking at in this one. Um, I think they make the most sense. On the Dodgers side of things, like I don't think the Dodgers are going to be popular. They're so expensive. They're facing the top, the highest-priced pitcher on the slate. They're not really priced for the occasion of going up against um, Galsman. I think they're like – super interesting like tournament plays but i also think they're very very risky yeah i don't want to play the dodgers and i I know i was saying you know posing before i was like the question is how how afraid if you are the uh, how afraid are you of the dodgers and i don't think i'm as afraid as the field is going to be stevie um or i think yeah i don't think i'm afraid as the field is going to be i think i'll have plenty of gaussman and no dodgers Yeah, I mean, again, I really want to see what we're looking at as far as, like, everything goes with, like, ownership here. If the Dodgers are going to be low-owned, man, I don't mind taking, like, a tournament shot on them. But, I mean, no, like, going in, you're probably not going to win with that team unless they just go absolutely bonkers. And, I mean, that's always something that can happen. Um, yeah. Um, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Almost forgot what I was about to do. And that's what happens when you take a weekend off. (laughs) Um, (laughs) under 8k to get six or more strikeouts, um, today. Who do you got? Oh boy. Ooh, this is a rough one, Stevie. I'm going to go Gutierrez from Cincinnati, but I don't like it. I mean, can I game the game? Can I can I take Pavetta, even though he's like a terrible DFS play, and just like say he's going to get six strikeouts? Um, I feel like that's gaming the game, but I'm going to take Cole Urban. Do you want to know how true that is, Stevie? <laughs> uh, he got six against in the last game, but he just got lit up. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's the perfect formula. I'm not going to game the game. Listen, if he comes in at five and a half tomorrow on props, I think we're going to have a discussion here. I wouldn't even be shocked (laughs) if he goes, like, if he's under that. Man. Yeah. That's what I'm going to be watching throughout the day for sure. All right. Um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Uh, this is a kind of easy one. 
I'm going to go Tony Gonsolin. All right. I'm going to take um, Stripling. Yes. Over 4K to go yard. Who do you got today? So many guys, Stevie. So many guys. I'm going to pull out a guy that I talked about earlier and not too far away. And that's Mr. Trey Mancini. Love Trey today. Uh, feels like a good spot. I think he goes yard. I'm going to go way off the board today and take a Miami Marlins bat and say Sterling Marte goes yard today. Let's get it. I love that call. Uh, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you like today? Uh, Will Myers at 3,700. All right. I like that one. Man, assuming that he's in the lineup, I know it's been a little rough of a stretch here, but this is a guy that, like, at one point in the season might have been, like, 5K. Give me Tyler Nyquin at 2,500. Oh, yeah, fantastic. And hopefully hopefully one of those is a bomb. Um, Stack to score six or more runs. Who do you got? Oh, Stevie. I'm going with the Mets. I like the Mets today in Cincinnati. Feels like a good spot for them. Rolling with those guys. I'm going to go Marlins. Yeah. I like the Marlins today. Famous last words. Um, I, well, I like Kyle Bush and Martin Tricks Jr. And they were, and they la- they wrecked on lap six of the race. So um, don't listen to me. So, all right, that's gonna wrap it up here for Monday. We'll be back talking baseball on Tuesday again. I'll be on Grinders Live today with Dean. If you want to get my final thoughts on the slates, um, if not, see you guys Tuesday. Grant's back and. Um, Yeah, we're going to be talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. See you then.